Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh yeah, frick. 200. 200. here live with our 200th episode live from twitch uh welcome everyone i'll pass it off to pete who will be our first radio host uh hello it's peter o'donohue here welcome back to the lore boys 201st episode spectacular um we're doing something a little bit different this time so uh if you're new here please find one of our different episodes uh if you were looking for magic or DD or BattleTech or some some other garbage i guess um, but regardless, right now, what we are doing is we are doing a call-in radio show with some of our beautiful patrons uh, that you can become at uh, patreon.com slash theloreboys if you want to participate. Um, we're going to be doing a bit of a contest and giving away a couple of game keys uh, graciously provided by Deck13, the developers of The Surge and The Surge 2, among other things as well. So, Yeah. Uh, that's it. And I'm also joined by one other wonderful 201st episode old man. Hi, I'm Ethan Palmer. We're also doing a charity drive right now. We have beaten our previous all-time high charitable donations to Operation Enfant Soleil. Um, anybody who's donated so far, thanks so much. Anybody who wants to donate in the future, I don't think the donate we ever close the donation, so you don't have to donate during the live stream. But uh, super appreciate everybody who hates hick- sick children as much as we do. I also hate hick children as well. So yeah, <laughs> maybe more city. than sick. Freudian flip, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Give up your land, get an apartment. It's much better, I swear. I don't care if you're four years old. If your dad's a farmer, you better get out of there, okay? Yep. Um, Yeah, charity stream. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, you missed it, but it's twitch.tv slash theloreboys in the future because we do hate sick children. There's Ethan's big, gross, very upset-looking cat. (laughs) <laughs> um he's too old and, for yeah. that kind of no we do have however i guess we don't really have much else to cover other than uh donate to sick children charities and then um i guess our first caller who we're pulling in here again camera is optional is a uh mr raw dog mcgraw so raw dog we've got you on the line raw dog are you there yeah just so you guys know that this the structure of this is we're gonna have some callers some emails some folks um ethan's got some fun stuff prepared for us and then we're even gonna cover uh a funny celebrity and some of their lore at the end of this just while yeah. uh raw dog gets his uh mic sorted uh get together yeah. oh, i don't know if he can un- maybe he can't unmute himself yeah that might have been it uh raw dog mr Did dog mr dog i guess we should have done a dry run of this eh? okay you want to go to number two who's number two on the list here Number two here is Terry. <laughs> uh, Rodog, get your head out your ass, man. Uh, Server mute. Uh, I think he just added me. I have no permissions. Yeah, yeah, they can't unmute themselves. Oh, I see what the problem is. Uh, let's. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause for technical difficulties. No, I, I think I got it. Terry, can you talk? 
Can you unmute yourself, maybe? No? Well, I gave you speaking permissions. Speak, Terry, speak. God, we're such idiots. I'm just going to pause it just to be sure. Uh, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And oh, yeah. we're back with our first guest, uh, 50 or 50. Uh, welcome, 50. How are you doing? <laughs> That's it's 50. Cool. Right. Happy to be here, man. <laughs> Great. Let me put you on my main screen. There we go. Yeah. He's one of our, our longtime listeners and uh, longtime listener, longtime patron. First time caller. Uh, yeah, we're trying. Yeah, tell first us, time caller. Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself and then we'll we'll see if we can get you a couple of prizes here on Lore Boys Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much about me. I mean, I just started listening to you guys. What was my first episode? It would have been Apex or Titanfall. That's okay. definitely when I jumped in. Um, I mean, I've told Pete and James this a bunch because I fucking always send them messages about it, but. Um, yeah, so I, I was just looking for more about the lore about those and found you guys really enjoyed you guys' personalities. That's why I started listening and then ended up on, yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But, uh, ended up on like discord calls with you guys and everything else. And it's been probably one of the best communities I've found online. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you. Well, lovely to meet you, caller. Now, uh, yeah, so it's like, now that we got you on the phone. Yeah. Let's Um, go. Okay, so yeah, one last time, I'm going to give you the reward. Uh, If you can't get it with the reward, I can give you a quote, like how I kind of said it. Uh, And you have to try and guess the episode. Bonus points if you can remember the title of the episode. Uh, So hands off keyboards here. No, sir. No Googling. Uh, Yeah, fucking hands hands on your armrests. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, The reward for... Uh, an iTunes review was, we will send you one of seven specific souls. Okay. Oh, was that was that Dark Souls then? No, that was not Dark Souls, oh. unfortunately. Uh, good try, caller. Uh, better luck <laughs> next time in the rotation. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do we put play you back in? Do you want to scream anything offensive into the phone before we disconnect you from the caller? <laughs> no, no, I'm all right today. I believe next caller in is Terry. Terry, how you going, mate? So, Terry, are you there? You seem unmuted now, at the very least. He is unmuted. Terry's uh, our friend from Down Under. And you guys might not know this, but during daylight savings time, Australia just loses all sense of order. <laughs> it does, yeah. Some of them do, some of them don't. I can't hear anything. It goes. Uh, we'll, cool. pull them out. we'll do a quick email here. In that okay, case, sure. we'll do because we, we do have some a couple of uh, uh, a couple of pieces of listener mail. So the first one we have here is AMA two hundredth, uh, which is from Haru Chimera Rama, who is um, from what I understand a saucy Chimera, mm-hmm. and they ask, "Dear barons of fictitious erudition." Uh, as as given the option at to ask burning questions and all that that all of us are licking our chops to get said answers, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but it wouldn't be a saucy email without being verbose. So getting to the chase with <laughs> which are your favorite tags on your hentai poisons? Um, Jamie being far more annoying for his type of having a thing. Yes, don't lie. You are the most to talk about cum. Of all our mentions of cum, and you came out the winner of the tally, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah can someone give me the score and a recording of every time I say <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. if it's too spicy, I'll for you three, I'll ask something less so. 
What line or phrase in the past four years of the podcast do you think, do you all think would be perfect as U3's epitaph? Uh, maybe something like should have put it on a piece of corn. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> um, th- I, this kind of harkens back to the point that I make a lot, where I don't fucking remember anything we've ever said on this show. So I remember some of the titles, but only the new ones. Like if my if, if, if the epitaph is a thing chiseled into your tombstone, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, if it was just like Kentucky flayed chicken. Like, <laughs> like that, or let me smell your forehead is one that my mom like texted me about because she's she follows us on Facebook. She's just like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but that title is hilarious. And like, <laughs> that was it. Let me smell your forehead. So I actually I prepped for later on, um, uh, like a mini game, which was uh, I just give titles and we have to guess which episode it was from, Beautiful. which was surprisingly difficult. I, I know Peter's going to get them better because he makes the title cards and, and draws out, writes out the art, the uh, title for them. But yeah, uh, like there's some of them that I think Jamie doesn't even necessarily ever see the actual title that we choose, just all the loser titles. Yeah. Um, but uh, that would have been a good one for sure. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know what Let Me Smell Your Forehead is from. So <laughs> I, I do remember that one. It's just because my mom shouted it out. Um, okay, so let's get our next caller in Wait, the queue here and see give us his epitaph. Oh, I'm sorry. He has, yeah. like, shut the fuck up. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, my <laughs> that's my epitaph. It's just like Peter and Ethan talking, and I, I don't it's actually Ethan get to write it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <on> talking to <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's the best I got for now. Um, cool. We pull in, Terry in Terry, pull in Terry back in here. Yeah. Go. Let's go, Terry. Let's try again. This Mr. is probably Terry. me with a permission thing, honestly. Uh, oh, there, there we you go. Are. There you are. Hey, mate. Sorry, I don't know what was happening. <laughs> All good, Terry. Fix it now, though. You were oh, one of our biggest. Doing? You're one of our biggest patrons. Uh, you're the only one to have ever done a D and D game with us, actually. Yep. Yes. And as what I mentioned, what a fun the... time that was. <laughs> as I mentioned in the Twitch stream, I'm pretty sure I still owe you three other ones, but we'll get to them someday. Uh, <laughs> they'll they'll come down the line i know hey uh they those payments declined actually which is why we got away with it no <laughs> okay no they, uh, i think i got at least two well. through yeah, yeah there, was, got a few. there was three or four that definitely went through peter yeah. you said that at the time and i was like no they definitely went through yeah. but, anyways um okay so the uh the lore boys reward was we'll send you one of seven souls the uh, extended quote was, leave us an iTunes review and we'll send you a soul. We have seven monster souls apiece and we will send them to anyone who leaves us an iTunes review. Do you know what game this is from? Uh, I'm going to guess perhaps Monta- Monster Hunter. No, Monster Hunter is not the right answer. We know it's not when you need them. Yeah, I would have got it if it was Pikmin. I have that memorized uh, yeah <laughs> pikmin uh what do you know the uh for bonus points do you know the title of the pikmin episode the title it's god is it something about the intersecting rings or is it more I, about I, I, the I, don't know the I mean i don't know the answer. it's something thickman <laughs> i think my favorite part of the episode you didn't name it after it all right <laughs> it was about how many smallest pies you can exchange for you know physical contact with your boy it is it is it is <laughs> Thickman was the, the the subtitle for the episode. Was Thickman? I got oh, it. Okay. All right. Good, good try, caller. Better luck next time. All right. So, 
in that case, uh, we have an email from patron uh, who you probably know better as Jesterful, but um, Dakota here had sent us an email for the 200th episode celebration just to, to break up the game show. Uh, and they say, what's up, boys? It's Discord's token Bionicle fanboy. Just throwing <laughs> some questions at the wall for episode 200 or just next Q&A in brackets. Um, so, Jimbo, you can hear us? Ah, I'm here. <laughs> What's your video game hot takes? My video game hot takes. Hmm. Okay, what? you want to hear mine? Yep. Uh, I think uh, women and LGBT people should exist in video games. That's my that's my <laughs> controversial opinion. <laughs> I wasn't sure how you're going to end that sentence, and I'm glad you did it the way you did. <laughs> I didn't know if that was going to be true or a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, it's it's true, but it's sad that it's true. You know, <laughs> it's sad that it's controversial at all. But. I'll say one: um, Majora's Mask, not that fun. Shitty uh, game. I don't like the mechanic where you're always in a rush and that you are forced to replay things. Uh, and like, it doesn't feel like you're always progressing unless you already know what you're doing and stuff like that. And I, I don't like the three day um, Groundhog Day version of Preach. Preach, Jamie. Fully agree. Uh, my least favorite Zelda game by like a landslide. It's very Just, popular. I hate, I hate the reset mechanic. Hate it. Uh, for me, is. Um... My my PS4 has no value whatsoever. I've definitely mentioned this before. <laughs> like I know, like my PC was shitting its pants when, like, when we were doing the surge on stream. But like, Bloodborne is on one platform and it runs like garbage, making it completely trash software. And God of War is good, but like basically just good. And the fact that both that and fucking Horizon are on PC now. Is means I have the, my my uh, PS4 has no value whatsoever. That'd exactly. be my hottest take. Um, just uh, since we're uh, still on Twitch, we got a question from Beef Supreme on Twitch. <laughs> uh, he's not going to be able to stick around to answer, but maybe he can catch the vod or listen to the episode. What's your favorite snack food? Snack food, excuse me. And why isn't it chocolate chip cookies with a thin layer of cheese whiz on it? I hope you're not serious. Uh, I love chocolate chip cookies. We'll say. Not a fan of cheese wits. My favorite snack food, probably crackers or fresh bread and hummus. Uh, some dried apricots on the side. That's oh yeah, dried apricots walk around. Yeah, those are great. Winner for me. Winner for me. I think. Um, I'd probably say like if it was if it comes in a bag like a movie food. There's these things that you have called snap peas, which are just like these little pea shaped fluffy crisps. Absolutely brilliant. Um, otherwise, like, I'm a gummies man. I, I don't really consume any sugar otherwise because I have, like, no pop and none of that shit. But, like, I love me just, like, Pete. open a bag of Twizzlers, put it in the cupboard for three days, and when it gets tough, like, that's when it's good. <laughs> Weird. You gotta cure your, you gotta cure oh, your Twizzlers. Uh, there, Ariana agrees. The wife agrees. Yeah, that's, there we go. <laughs> I like... I like like nachos with like a, a layered dip, like some beans, some guac, some salsa and stuff like that's really good. Um, that that is that that's snack food that you that you put effort into. Yeah, sure. I guess like a, a weird one that I, I like the combination is Doritos and cheese curds. Like I like those together for whatever okay. reason. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and just that, straight up ketchup Doritos. Uh, that's the Canadian in me. That one one's really good. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of ketchup fish. Ketchup fish? fish. Not a big fan of ketchup fish. Not a big fan right. of ketchup hot dogs. And not a big fan yeah. of 
ketchup chips either. But also, uh, like, it sounds like being healthier, like berries, just like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries is like I, I, I will fuck with that hard. Like, like better, like better than candy, better than anything else. Like, I'm a big kind of berry guy. My dad and I um, used to go pick blackberries out, out in rural Quebec and then yeah, bring dude. them home, and oh my god, the taste of those things are so good. I like how you said out and then corrected yourself and said out to like hide your accent. So you <laughs> yeah. Did I do both? From being from Ontario. I, I didn't even know. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, we're, we're so Dakota's, used to hiding our Canadianness on on yeah. the podcast that uh... Uh, Dakota's email is not done yet. Uh, what's everyone's favorite episode? Is it one that you wrote? Uh, yeah. Fa- my so like my I like episodes that either Jamie or Pete wrote for different reasons than I like episodes that I wrote because I enjoy the research of a lot of the episodes that I write more than the actual recording. The actual recording, when it's my episode, I find more stressful than when it's somebody else's episode because I'm thinking about timing. I'm thinking about, you know, getting the ad breaks in and all these other things. So uh, it would probably be one of Pete's Battletech just because I it's like expansive. It's one of the other multi-parter series that we have going on when I do a lot of the multi-parter series. So I would probably say like Blake Jihad maybe uh, or... Uh, the one with the postman flying through space where we were talking about going to the deep periphery in the first place. Dark age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hengus Dingus does the deep periphery or something. I think was the title. <laughs> <of that episode. laughs> you get some amens to battle tech in the chat. Uh, for Thank me, like, you. I don't know, like personally written. I really like the Arthas two-parter. I like the hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hollow Knight. Yeah. I like the hollow Knight one where we were all there better than the one where it was just two of us just because, it was the deeper of the lore. Like, I think I just did soul and void or something like that for the first part. And then when we were all there, we actually got into like the old ones and all the cool stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, cool shit. um, other than that, like, that's what I writ. even like crash bandicoot. I remember having a really good, there was a time where crash bandicoot, that was my favorite, but it's been so long now. It's kind of in the past, but um, I don't know. I like the ones that are just one-offs and are silly and funny and those are my favorite types of episodes yeah a blast always yeah uh i guess mine's a little bit more self-involved is because i do a lot more like i do a lot of writing like when i'm actually preparing one the one that comes to mind recently is because for me a good episode is if i get a good reaction out of ethan and jamie (laughs) so for both like writing and listening i would do uh definitely roadside picnic like, that was a great one. That was a really, the, really good one. The, yeah. the, the, like, the, the pizza furniture bit or the pizza decor bit is, like, something <laughs> that, like, my dad listened to and, like, laughed his ass off. Because after he watched us do our panel, he, like, went back and started listening to our, our show. He's like, oh, oh like, now I know what a podcast is. Because, of course, he's a fucking, <laughs> he's like a fucking caveman. That, I laughed right? so hard. I, like exhaled into my beer and it blew beer into my eye there <laughs> yeah so at the like, thought of your dad like going to our panel and being like i get it now well that's exactly <laughs> what happened like i i guess he was talking to eric uh eric with a k or something at the bar or, or yeah. whatever and not you and he was just like i don't get it why do you listen to the show like as as if i had woken him up from a coma <laughs> or, like, or like i found it i found my dad in a glacier or something and like yeah, just yeah. like dragged him out <laughs> But like, I, like I have very fond memories of both like the entire process of like reading or reading, listening to the audiobook for Roadside Picnic, writing the episode, and then just like you guys laughing. I was like, that's the complete, that's a complete circle uh, yeah. of the show for me. So like, I choose Roadside Picnic as like my 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 badge of honor, like right now yeah. at least. And then the art was fun because that was the first one I ever did with a tablet, yeah. despite the fact I didn't oh, have a perfect. screen. So that's like a tablet one. 
with the one that my publisher gave me, which it was just like flat, and I was just like looking at the screen and fucking around with it. So yeah, <laughs> that that I, entire thing has like a very fond memories around that. I agree with you <laughs> with like the laughing thing because there is no feedback from the audience. So maybe you said something really funny that will get like an audience reaction, but like the real joy is just making each other laugh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I don't know what Darkseid's yeah. gonna like laugh at and crash his truck, basically. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Jamie is the uh, according to the community the most like the funniest according to the most votes or whatever um yeah. but on the, on the episode for sure me and pete laugh at ourselves more than we laugh at jamie you know, so. <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that's true by the way i'm not sure you're getting those numbers but anyway. no no he said that fragile shark is his favorite person in the community and then he also said that he's the funniest according to the community. <laughs> i would uh, never speaking of, fragile shark, he, speaking of fragile shark he says in the twitch chat just tell him it's uh, your dad peter it's radio but when you want it like netflix for radio which is a great way to describe podcasts yeah, yeah um, exactly uh is jester's email have more questions we have three more yes okay let's go so, so close so uh ethan what's your favorite guild of ravnica uh theirs is orzov i'll say um to play probably golgari which is for peter and jamie that's uh black green it's a lot about like 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 the killing bodies and and resurrecting them to use their their flesh bits and make zombies out of um uh, maybe like lore wise, it's probably is it, which is like blue red, so it's all like mad wizard scientists essentially. Uh, thematically, probably Boros because I love like the the Law and Order. That's white red, so they're like very orderly, but they're also very warlike because of the red. So cool. those are probably my my three for different reasons. Yeah, and then we have Pete as the podcast's good Catholic boy. What's up with those weird Jesus candles? Uh, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> uh, I'm I am Eastern Orthodox, yeah. uh, and the 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 Jesus candles are like like a Central American thing. Like I don't know if they mean the tube with like the picture on it or whatever. But like regardless, I, but I do have like an Orthodox candle thing where there is like a like sand. It's it's like three levels of sand, like three sand shelves that you like stick a candle into. And then when you show up on like Easter or, or New Year's or whatever, you just like light one and then you light a couple other candles. And that like basically it, it's kind of like a quick little a, a little prayer. Um, but no, uh, my fiance is Catholic. I am not. So yeah. I, I'm the closest thing you guys got. But yeah, uh, exactly. it's, yeah, your, not... your crucifix is in full view right now. So. Yeah, I took I it out. Say, it's, that's why I wear the short that I wore a low collar today to uh, to get the drip on stream. We've always said this is a, a Christian podcast. So. It is. Yeah. Jamie's got hey, a candle. I'm still, technically, I'm still candle. technically Christian because I was baptized, but like I don't actually really believe in it. But I'm Eastern <laughs> or not, not Catholic. So get, get your facts straight. And then Jamie. Uh, how do you feel about the fact that World of Warcraft removing the damage from Warlock's Siphon Life spell in patch 3.1.0 was a direct cause that sparked the creation of the cryptocurrency Ethereum? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard that theory from someone in the Discord, <laughs> and it must have been you. Um, it must have been you. <laughs> yeah. right, yeah, it's a real thing. I have no idea what any of that means. I'm like <laughs> so... Uh, I could tell you just about anything about classic WoW, but past that, I'm not sure how WoW bleeds into other stuff. But um, all we know if is there's that... any like. I wonder if like the Warlock class is going to become an NFT someday, owned by Blizzard. You know, <laughs> that people are going to just destroy the environment to farm from their houses. Yeah. yeah. All we know is with this, they they are doing classic again, by the way. But it's Seasons of Mastery, which they're just 
taking all the raids and like adding new mechanics, uh, taking away world buffs, doing all this stuff. And, uh, but they will still not remove bots because bots pay $15 a month and Activision has got to see that in their quarterly reports. So they're not interested in making a good game there. You can't afford to abuse your employees if you're not making 15 bucks a month off of bots, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we have when's Bionicle Part Two? Love y'all, Jester. Uh, so, with the resources that you specifically, Jester, sent me regarding Bonkle, uh, I'm going to restart. I had no idea that there was so much. There is not going to be a uh, Bonkle Part Two. I'm doing a reboot. It's going to be uh, next year. It's going to be 2022, certainly, because I have a couple uh, things to get through. I will say also going like kind of cutting back to your first question about what, what our favorite episodes are. I will say I really enjoyed that first Bionicle episode with uh, like the, the like the giant crab and everything. I, I thought it was like yeah. I love those those episodes that, that we do where it's there's such a surprising fount of lore to yeah. pull from, you know, where you're just like, I never would have guessed that this had this ran this deep. Um, so that one was actually super enjoyable. I well, I'm going to surprise someone else and pull Darkseid in as our next caller. The Nokia Snake Lore. I just remembered that one. That one that I really like. How, yeah. how Snake <laughs> lived and died with Nokia as a company, which is really. Do cool. you remember what the uh, the subtitle for the Nokia Snake Lore episode was? Fuck no. I don't. I don't either. I would have to. I would have to look this. I up. I remember right. we recorded it in on a on an evening, so it must have been winter because it was dark out. Um, oh my god you remember that like what the hell yeah i remember where <laughs> anything i, was, I said where i was <laughs> i remember where i was sitting and, and it was in peter's apartment and i was looking towards you guys and as we were recording the balcony there was like no sun coming in but that's oh all my I god yeah. unbelievable unbelievable you're our next caller hello dark side hello you're on the air hello oh you should be able to unmute yourself yeah, there's dark, the- dark side. Oh, hey, hello, hello. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Long, long time, long time podcast, first time call in show, if you will. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> long, long time, long time the question we're looking for the answer to is, uh, what episode did we say we will give you one of seven souls for leaving us an iTunes review? Uh, the newest hint is that it was a Jamie episode. I'm almost positive it was Undertale. <laughs> it was Undertale, yes. Wow. It was Undertale. <laughs> uh, because there's seven souls if you go the genocide route and you can collect the seven monster souls and you give them away. Um, a couple, you might have to a couple turn down your radio from... in the back there, Dark Side. We're getting some uh, some feedback. Yeah, I, I was trying to like mute it, but <laughs> no problem. Uh, that's bad, ra- bad call-in radio etiquette. You still have the, the car radio on too loud while you're talking <laughs> on your phone pulled over on the side of the road. Uh, a couple other quotes from the Lore Boys Prime are, uh, Jamie said, dying means don't uh, dying means don't feel bad, uh, to which I replied, according to Christianity, dying means I'm going to feel bad forever. Uh, <laughs> and then Pete had the great uh, one-liner as we were fading out to the outro song, what's the overhead on this Undertale? Uh, oh, that's a very good one. <laughs> I do remember that now, yeah. Uh, congr- congratulations, caller! I believe you're the first one to win uh, a, a key. Uh, Pete, are we going to yeah. generate them live, or are we going to generate them after the fact? Uh, no, I will uh, send you the key in chat. I just need to make sure that do you own on Steam specifically a copy of The Surge Two? 
the Faraday Protocol or CrossCode, because those are the three games we are giving away. I don't own any of those. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a six-sided dice, and then depending on the number on the dice, um, you will get any of the games below that, (laughs) starting with (laughs) the Surge being six and five, Faraday being four and three, and CrossCode being two and one. Uh, but if you get like a three, you can also choose anything below it. So if you get a six, you can choose any of the three games. So, okay. so complex. We'll, we'll DM you your code. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, Darkseid gets a four. So do you want the Faraday protocol or cross code? Mm, you choose. I don't really care. <laughs> knowing, knowing nothing about either of them. I'm going to choose. Knowing nothing one. about either. <laughs> the, t- the title of Faraday Protocol sounds cool, so you're going to get a copy of that. There you go. There Thanks you go. for joining us. Uh, say hi to the wife. I believe she listens as well. Dark side, honey. Yeah. Uh, she's working, but yes, she does. Very right. good. Cool. Thanks Eric. for calling. Thanks for calling, listener. Great to have you on. Uh, now, Peter, have you considered how you're going to roll a five-sided die for the remainder <laughs> for the next uh, giveaway reward? I figure I just, I, I'll just cut it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, if you just uh, if you put something so it can never land on that side, like put a stick, so that <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll I'll just like put I'll put a pin in the side of the thing so it just bounces off of it. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys? Uh, do you, Jamie and Peter, want the uh, next Lore Boys Prime to try and try and win one yourselves here before we go to the next caller? I don't want to take the code away from the folks, but I do want to try and win. No, oh, yeah, we are not going to give. We're not going to nepotism ourselves a code. Okay. But I have a <laughs> I ton of these. Sure what your plan was. <laughs> I have a ton of these, and we've only gone through the one so far. So I can give you guys one. If you guys can't get it, then we can throw it to the list. All right. Sure. Uh, this one I think is easy, uh, because the reward does involve the title of the episode. Uh, so this one just has the quote. This week, our Lower Boys Prime, for anyone who subscribes at the $34 tier, will get to name a character from our upcoming dating sim, Oyster Boyfriend. Maybe oh, you want to name the Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Maybe you want to name the Cohog. Maybe you want to name the Slimy Clam. Maybe you want to name the cute waifu muscle, the vacant shell. Uh, <laughs> that was Stardew Valley. Well, I, uh, we so. might have mentioned this on another like mailbag or something, but Ethan came over, I think, with our fr- friend Bobby, and he had his beers and he sat down. It's like, okay, like we're ready to record. And we're like, what do you have? And he's like, oh, I didn't write anything. And we're like, it's your turn. Oh my god! So then, uh, <laughs> Ethan and, and our friend went to go get pizza, and I just like sat at my laptop and I furiously wrote something because oh, yeah. I was playing yeah, yeah, Stardew yeah. Valley. So that episode was written in like thirty or forty-five minutes. Our shortest turnaround time. Whoever yeah. asked us earlier today, how long did it does it take you to to record uh, write an episode? That was a short one for sure. Yeah, yeah and it was just because I was six hours. Yeah, <laughs> I was so into the game at the time that it, it just took no time at all. I just had to like vomit something onto a paper i completely forgot that we did have an entire episode where we just like put bobby in on like on one of your couches and we're like sit quietly and he made no noise no no we we said like hey you can talk up you can like be like a a voice in studio or whatever and he had no interest he was like no thank you i'm just gonna be quiet here he listens anyways so i guess he's just like now i'm listening in house Exactly. So we had a caller. Now we're going to go to, um, what do we have here? I think this is our last uh, fan mail here. That's from Eric with a K. Uh, and then we're just going to rotate in the the callers. 
Uh, so Eric, who we did meet, he did reach to our uh, live panel. Thank, thank you very much, Eric. Uh, like, just in case you guys ever want to do that, like obviously post COVID, um, whenever it's available, we're going to be doing more. So that's very cool. And if you want to reach, please do. We'll just get wasted. <laughs> um, Eric says, "Hey boys, just hitting you all up for the charity stream event. Hope you guys are having a good stream so far. Couple of AMA questions for you all." Uh, he's from Canada, so he doesn't abbreviate it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so he's from Canada, so it doesn't say AMA, it says AMA. What game did you really want to love, but hated for whatever reason? That's easy for me, it's Hollow Knight. Um, That's easy for me, it's Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Doom 2016, and I hated Doom Eternal. Uh so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like I, I've tried. I have twelve hours of trying to play Hollow Knight, and I just tr truly loathe it. <laughs> I I'm like so forgiving to games. So I'm not sure. Like maybe like Fallout seventy six because I thought it was gonna be cool, and yep. then it came out and it just wasn't. But uh, it was never yeah, like I, mean, I played it and I like I want this to be good. I, I kind of was accepted. It's just gonna be trash once we knew what it was. So. Terry yeah. says Witcher 3. I'm on my, like, fourth playthrough of The Witcher 3 right now, so them's fighting words, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have here, what's your favorite ethnicity of food? Indian, uh, for sure. Indian yeah. food, maybe Mexican is a close second, but it's Indian for sure. I'm big on Lebanese, man. The Bustan, the Lebanese. shawarma. Shawarma is, is big for me. I love their, like, the, like, red pickled beets and yep. also, like, the rotation between, like, chicken, beef, or the I think, um, I think they're rutabagas, falafel. Oh yeah, yeah. And garlic potatoes can't go wrong. I do hummus potatoes. Oh, mm -hmm. or both. Gr uh, Jamie, can I guess? Can I guess for you before you say yours? Sure. Uh, Greek or Mediterranean? Oh, actually, I hadn't thought about Greek, but I had I had uh, euros like two nights ago, and they were so good. You're a big, uh, you're a big tzatziki guy. I, I love that. tzatziki, man. Yeah, there's a place on Monkland that just opened up. Like I, I, like when I got back from Mexico, and I hadn't tried it, and I ordered from it uh, this week, and I was, it was good. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite. Like, Georgia is always a winner. It's, it's always damp, but it's always good. I, I've tried every souvlaki place in like a square kilometer from here. So <laughs> yeah, actually, Ethan, yeah, I'm gonna go with Greek. Actually, you got me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I worked in. So a we're, uh, we're Mediterranean boys. Like all, <laughs> all of our, all of our food is from one tiny section of North what? Africa, Europe, India. <laughs> ah, it's close enough. <laughs> just like a, a couple thousand kilometers away, it's close uh, enough. We're, we're, we're just a couple of Silk Road lovers. That's it. Oh, follow <laughs> New Vegas. I've tried to get into that so many times, and really? I, I bounce that off it. Controversial, man. Yeah. That's, that's that's more controversial than Majora's Mask. Yeah, I bounce off it so many. I like it, and then I never oh, get past like the first couple settlements. Like I've never. Oh been, yeah. Yeah. So wow. I I think speaking of fighting words that you had mentioned earlier, I think Eric knows and wants to break up the show. <laughs> Toast or bread on a club sandwich. Oh, how, who told them this when we met? It must have been you, Peter. I don't think I've mentioned this day. Well, it, and warm toast or cold toast? It, it's warm toast on a club sandwich. That's the only one. Warm toast, cold chicken. This is the... Th that'll be my epitaph, okay? It's warm yep. toast, cold chicken. Warm toast, cold chicken, 100%. <laughs> That sounds like like the beginning of summer. The, the, I don't know. the conversation started, and I have it saved somewhere where I said it has to be warm toast and cold chicken. And I think I say cold toast and cold chicken because yeah. I don't like putting the 
the mail on something that's too hot because it like gets all like coagulation me like i'd prefer it all if like let's just go one way or the other let's go all hot or go all cold and i, I think we gotta go all i think cold. i would rather hot chicken and hot toast i would okay. go I all hot that. preferably certainly but if i'm gonna say it's warm toast n- not bread on a club sandwich <laughs> you want hot Guys. hot tomatoes hot lettuce too <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with hot tomatoes. I don't want that wilty lettuce shit. Yeah, hot tomatoes I'm fine with. Hot iceberg seems weird to me. Uh Fragile Shark says, Jamie, if your preferred choice is cold toast, I may have to reevaluate a lot of batch. <laughs> I'm not sure what my my preferred is actually. I, I was just gonna say, I think we've grown so much because it sounds like we all landed on the same answer when five years ago we were ready to slit each other's throats over this. Yeah. There, there's a there's a 14 minute recording out there somewhere of us arguing about I, this. I can show you where <laughs> it is. <laughs> Keep talking, yeah. but I'll show you where it is. Oh God. Uh, otherwise, we have. Uh, it was great meeting Pete and Ethan at Meltdown. Hopefully, J- hopefully next time Jamie can be there. I'll probably send a couple of emails throughout the stream to keep you guys going through the day. All the best, boys. Eric with a K. With a K. With a K. Um, yeah, was super- I tried to be there. My my puppy got sick and I was really worried, so I didn't want to leave her. But uh, yeah. I'll be at the next one. It was oh. super cool meeting you. Uh, Jamie will be at Lore Boy Con. Lore Boykin. Yeah. Uh, and Boycon uh, 2022. Boycon. <laughs> Boycon 2022. Yeah. Look at what my hat is doing to my forehead. Oh my god. Holy shit. It looks Weird, like man. he has so for the listeners, it looks like Ethan has like three spots that are almost like rash like on his forehead. Yeah. And they're yeah. oozing so pus. Oozing pus. <laughs> oozing. Pustulating. Uh That's- cool. So we, we have a couple callers waiting on the line. Do we want to go to the next uh the next quote? The next caller is Dykes Askew. That's Saucy Chimera, whose voice I've never heard. Brave of you to show up for this one. Long time, long time patron, first time caller. OG. Of our patrons, I think. And we've never heard their voice. Might not be the first, but certainly the oldest who's still going. That's for sure. Um, And if not the first, then like easily the second or third. Uh, So this one, you might actually really get uh, the offer for the um for lore boys prime it's going to cost you 54.97 every month build twice a month uh and it is tickets to the sticky palace i ethan am opening up my brain sign up and fall asleep whenever you want to stop by my dreamscape just come on down (laughs) i might well um hi sauce what be the yeah hi Hi. Hi. I'm in. I'm in a bathroom. Oh, <laughs> on, that's okay. A lot of our a lot of our listeners take these calls from the bathroom where their family won't. I'm find also it. using my phone. Yeah. So it's it is the sticky floor question. So yeah. <laughs> sticky palace. Sticky everything. Do you want to take a guess? Yeah, what I'll it? guess. Um, I'm going to use one of. Um, the Dora Hidora one? Dora Hidora? No, That's unfortunately. Good guess, yes, good guess, but unfortunately not it. We will put you back in rotation, though. You'll get to guess again later. Exactly. Stay on the line, listener. Stay on the line. Good to hear from Saucy, though. This is the yeah, good to hear from yeah, Saucy. Finally. Big shout out. Um, um, actually, while Saucy was on the line, we did get another email, so we can rotate in a little bit of fan mail uh, while everyone waits. It's a short one, thankfully. Okay. Uh, this is from uh oh this is from dark side actually this is from kevin 
Uh, and he says, I remember my first episode. I was looking for 40K lore, found you talking about Sigmar and while working in the oil field. At that day, it was minus 34 degrees Celsius. Yikes. <laughs> for our American Jeez. listeners, that's three football fields cold. <laughs> very, it's very cold. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one up, next caller on the line is Sketchy Jesus. This new is it. Sketchy this Jesus, this is the newest patron, newest patron, I believe. Welcome yep. to the show. Uh, short time, short time patron, long time listener, I hope. Uh, Sketchy Jesus, are you there? Jesus, can you hear me? <laughs> James got to light his candle. Summon Jesus. All Peter's right. got to talk about votive candles a bit more. I will light the candle. Peace oh, busting yeah. at the crucifix. Jamie's lighting a candle for sketchy Jesus. Sketchy Jesus. Last last chance before we throw it to Terry. Yep. Get, get your mic sorted. Um, All right, then. We're going to throw it to Terry again. Welcome back, Terry. Listener in rotation. Uh, you get oh, a chance... Terry, hello. hello. One sec. Oh. Uh, yep. the, the episode was called A Ticket to the Sticky Palace. So it was something that came so, up a lot. Go ahead. I'm feeling it is, um, what's it called? The per, Persona and Jung, is that what it was called? Per, yeah, Persona and Jung, yeah. that, is, that is indeed yeah. the episode. Oh, <laughs> holy smokes. Uh, that was great job, Terry. Uh, you're yeah. going to win Peter, do you want me to roll a d10 and then we can just divide it in two? Sure. So I have no one. idea what any of the surge stuff is, so just give me whatever you want. We have <laughs> we have two copies of the surge, one copy of the Faraday protocol, and two copies of crosscode. That is on you to Google it. He got a he got a one, so he gets crosscode. Very good. Uh, All right. I'm is. happy with that. Uh, so uh, after the um, after the Lord Prime, James said about me. This guy just did two exams yesterday. I'm picturing him trudging through his own sticky palace to find the answers. Because my <laughs> sticky palace was apparently my head or my brain. Uh, and then Peter oh, said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peter said yeah, waist deep in Orange Crush. To which I said, lecture notes stuck all over me. Orange Crush cans all over the place. Rubber man making fun of me. Because apparently <laughs> I thought a bit about rubber man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Terry, for stopping yeah. by again. All right. Of um, course. I think I'm I'm pretty confident in saying uh, we've got two listeners who haven't won anything left. The other ones have dropped off the air. Uh, so it's Saucy next, back in the hot seat. Saucy back in the hot seat. Welcome back, Saucy. Welcome back, Saucy. Um, but I th I think I think uh, I think this one might be even more you 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 more able for you to guess. Um, this one I said if you want to support us. Just send us some money in the mail. I don't care how much. It doesn't even have to be money. It can be toenail clippings. It can be bottle caps. It can be an old lamp. Send us anything you have. In return, we'll give you. So Jamie's been in a flame war with Rorden Gamzy about his homemade sushi. Um, Jamie's going to stuff some homemade sushi into an envelope and send it to you wherever you are. I remember the title card, but I don't remember the episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which episode we talked about Rorden Gamzy critiquing food? Is it the Alita Battle Angel one? It is Alita Battle Angel. It is Alita yes, exactly. Battle Angel, yes. It was uh, Space French. Space French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I actually didn't remember the name, but I remember the title card of that little, like, folded over Gordon Ramsay with the... Yeah, oh, I, I remember... 
Sorry. I, I remember the art for it. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Do you do you remember the uh, do you remember the subtitle for bonus points? No, I don't. It, it was from the neck down. It's all baby meat. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you got a four, so you're getting a copy of the Surge Two, I believe, on I Steam. Don't, I, I don't have it, so it's all good. I don't have Steam. What? Oh. Doesn't have Steam. Uh, oh well. No, no, no I have. I know I have Steam. I don't have the surge too. Congrats, then. You have it. Oh, now. okay. So you are getting surge two. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks. We can, we can talk about it sometime. I'll understand <laughs> your references. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for calling in and uh, enjoy the surge too from Deck 13. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, that's courtesy of Deck 13. Give them a follow on Twitter. Their social media guy is wonderful. Yeah. He's a great okay. guy. They're all, they're all great guys that make good games. Yes. Uh, okay. Sketchy Jesus. We're going to give you one chance to fix your mic issues and call in for one last Lore Boys Prime. You ready? You're on the air, Sketchy Jesus, with the display picture of Abraham Lincoln with his uh, earrings censored out. I don't know. It's He's got spacers <laughs> in, like in like a dread bun. He's got a top knot? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Sketchy, are you there? Jesus? Jesus, can you hear me? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mic seems to not be working, Sketchy Jesus. Wish we could sort it out for you. I am happy to say that I think we can just probably just give away the last keys to the people who called in. Whether or not you got it, you just didn't get priority picks on it. Uh, so congratulations, yeah. Itty, Darkside, Sketchy, Terry, Saucy. Am I forgetting one? Or she was in for a second. I wrote him down when I saw him pop in, so we'll give him something. I, I think, yeah, Forshi, I think you get it because I think you popped in thinking people were in community gaming to game, and then everybody was just muted waiting for us to call them in and didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. Oh, we'll Fragile Shark says it's Crabcore Lincoln describing Sketchy Jesus' <laughs> display. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sketchy good. Jesus, even though the mic didn't work, thank you so much for obviously being a patron and coming out to, to try it out. Uh, technical things happen, uh, but thanks for trying it. Uh, Terry says, can't wait for Boycon Montreal uh, in the Twitch chat. Sorry, I'm catching up on Twitch chat, Nick, because I, I had three windows open for this game. Uh, Charlie, the live guy, said, what is the email? If you want to email us, it's always contact at loreboys.com. Uh, you can reach us there. And we'll get your email. It's never too late before the episode ends. Uh, we'll probably if check for new episodes once we start the Steven Seagal bit. Do you guys want to uh, switch to that? Or do you guys want to do a couple more, uh, try and guess the uh, episode based on the uh, Lord Boys Prime? I mean, yep. we gave away we gave away half our games. We still have three keys. But if we want to give those to the people who called in, that's good. Um, I would love a ad break in quotes just so I could eat a little bit because my food's been cooling and just like I would love to duck out for like 10 minutes personally. I, I thought you time. already ate. That's why I would have thought that we were going to start after five because I thought you were eating in there. That's where the prediction came I from. I cooked. I cooked <laughs> and did this and now I'm just like, I've just been All waiting. Right. So I, would, okay. I You, you cheated because we were making fun of you for taking too long. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's wrap it up then and we will see all of you after, after the break. The break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, from the break. Uh, we've eaten, we've drank, we've uh, talked about first sexual experiences in the chat about gremlins too and... <laughs> Lion King and Burnout uh, Paradise and, and the Don't rest you of dare it. forget G.I. Jane, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all those things are intrinsically related. You just have to show up to the Twitch stream to understand why. That's right. So make sure to go to twitch.tv slash Boys. Drop a follow there. We're up every once in a while. And uh, we're always happy to have you. But for now, what are we getting into? Uh, a little mini episode on our friend Steven Seagal. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Steven Seagal, yeah. <laughs> also a friend of uh, Vladimir Putin. So I oh, guess good. good. Yeah, we're, I'm glad they I, met each other because I know them both independently through the Discord. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I'm just I, I'm glad. I'm glad that they finally started speaking to each other. I got. I guess we can. Uh, we can start off with uh, how Peter and I know Steven Seagal, sure. like we do with a lot of games. Uh, so I have seen the picture where Steven Seagal is giving Vladimir Putin bunny ears. In a in a picture, and a uh, Russian C- KGB Secret Service uh, member is just looking at him with the laughing because I know you're going to get killed, eyes. <laughs> uh, and I will say I have not not broken up a friendship, but I lost a lot of respect for a friend once who tried to convince me that Steven Seagal could actually like kill a man with his bare hands, and I was trying to say like, no, he's like a fat, uncoordinated slob who I don't think could do very much. Uh, and then I have another group of friends who likes to ironically watch his movies over Discord. So I've seen a couple of his movies in, in the past two years. Cool. Uh, I've never seen a Steven Seagal film, but I've seen the uh, YouTube clip of him put the pool ball in the sock where he just like kicks shit out of a bunch of like bikers is pretty cool. Okay. And then I've seen the uh, classic, I'm taking you to the bank, Senator, to the blood bank. Uh, and then otherwise I've seen Tom Segura dressed up as him eating a carrot in like a <laughs> yeah. silk gi because yeah, there's yeah. a picture of him eating a carrot in like a silk gi so, I'll, okay. I'll admit watching more Tom Segura lately is what like sparked my interest for Steven Seagal because he has a lot of funny things to say about him mentions yeah. him in his special and then I was like okay I want to look into this myself let's, let's see what's going uh, on <laughs> yeah. so Yo, I will say the last movie I watched about Steven Seagal was they were in the Middle East of course uh, and Steven Seagal's part, they were like Marines in the Middle East and they were there to extract some like hostage or something. Sniper obsolete. It, it was one of the one of the movies in that franchise, I think. OK, yeah. and his whole role in it was sitting in a room talking like he didn't stand up for the entire film. I think that's sniper watch, obsolete. <laughs> when you watch a Steven Seagal movie, just just look, you can, you can drink, you can play a drinking game, drink for every time he stands up and it's going to be so few. You're, you're going to barely have any sips. You're going to be so thirsty by the end of the film because nowadays so much of his movies, it's just him sitting down because, you know, on set, he's just like, no, I don't stand up for, I don't stand up whenever I'm acting. Yeah. My In God. that same movie, <laughs> Sniper Obsolete, he's looking down like the, the scope of a gun 
and he's still got the fucking bike sunglasses on. Yeah, he glasses. <laughs> he's looking through the scope, and they're like five feet away. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very they're very good if you want to watch them ironically i'm it's uh a thumbnail I'm not a of like a video like it's like steven seagal has excellent trigger discipline for like from what i understand is not like a gu- a gun guy yeah. is where you have your like three three fingers on the actual handle of the gun and then you've got your index finger above the like trigger guard so you don't have your finger on the trigger itself but he has like three fingers above it for some reason, so he's basically holding it, holding a gun with, like, a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juicy mentioned in chat that he limp-wrists the guns, and that's totally true. Like, yeah, you see, he's shooting at, like, he's shooting at different, like, angles or whatever, but he's just kind of, like, haphazardly throwing it around like it was just, like, yeah. waving a, a wand or something. Because yeah. I know Juicy it's knows really what yeah. So, <laughs> he limp-wrists the guns. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I wasn't going to get in too much about the Putin stuff, but he did meet with Vladimir Putin, and there's like a filmed interview, and Putin's talking in Russian, and Steven Seagal's all serious, like meeting him and like shaking his hand and stuff, and Putin's like, "Who is this oval-shaped man in front of me?" <laughs> Thinks like. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> all I'm all to say, I'm very excited for the Steven Seagal episode of the Lord Boys. Yeah. So. Uh... We'll dive into it. Uh, there's some stuff that I researched but didn't write down, so feel free to ask questions because I feel like I have a pretty good handle on his life uh, at this point because I did a lot of research, not a lot of writing, but I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll give you what we. Fra- got Fragile's already got one, so yeah. keep it in the back of your head where he says, "If you don't have why he's banned from SNL, uh, then then we should be pulling up that clip." But I don't I don't have it uh, written down, but I can tell you the story, and I'm super glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, dude. yeah, so Nicolas Cage once said to Lauren Michaels, uh, I think I was the worst um, guest on SNL. And they said, no, bar none, it is um, Steven Seagal. Like, he is the <laughs> worst host we've ever, ever had. There was one sketch where they are supposed to have where, like, they beat up Steven Seagal and he actually gets hurt. And he, he believes, like, no, I should never be hurt in any production ever. Yeah. Um, can't so be injured. Still some like pansy ass contract shit for The Rock and Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. And I think Jason Statham as well. That's just like some like that's just like some action man like like pussy claws in his contract where like The Rock can never be knocked down. Vin Diesel can never be hit more than twice in a scene. Jason oh, Statham yeah. can never oh. be like on the back foot or something. Yeah, like all uh, this is like leaks from like Fast and the Furious and some other stuff. It, it's yeah, it, that's not a that's not a, that's it's, a, it's so weird for them. It's so weird for me for like Jason Statham and I won't say Vin Diesel, but Jason Statham in particular and The Rock. Like Jason Statham in The Spy was like a particularly incompetent spy, where he was just like completely. That was his role in the film. Was he was like the useless supposed to be badass spy who was like particularly bad and like the rock too has done so many funny roles that it's like why can you not like laugh at yourself at yeah. all but at the same time not that surprised you yes. can be a joke but you can't be a bitch i think is like the thing in their clause because like well the rock can be like the tooth fairy but god forbid he get punched twice in a scene right <laughs> yeah seagal was basically that to the nth degree and like just like saying no that's not funny that's not fighting and then he even tried to like write his own scenes that were completely messed up, and I'm blanking on it now, but it was something about, like, a rape joke, and he was trying to make rape funny, which just really isn't funny on any level. And No, uh, yeah. No, especially not, not even back then. Yeah. 
so basically, I didn't write that part in probably for that reason. But um, yeah, he's just the he's marked as the worst guest host in all of SNL history. So that's in there. Uh, let me rewind way back though. Let's see when he was yeah. born. Let's jump back. Yeah. So he was born. Uh, he'll tell you he's from a lot of places, but he was born in Lansing, <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. in Lansing, uh, Michigan. Uh, April okay. 10th. Lansing, Lansing, Michigan. Nothing against Lansing, Michigan. I've never heard of it, and I, I want to know the kinds of places that Steven Seagal is like. No, I was born here. I was born in Mount Vesuvius. Actually, my <laughs> my mother was on vacation visiting uh, visiting uh, Mount Vesuvius, and I was born in the active volcano. He'd have to be born in like some dojo somewhere that that he knows about because he's got his like one touch on your wrist poke like martial art that he invented. Aikido. That thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Aikido's uh, basically the sword fighting. If you were to drop your sword, this is the way Joe Rogan explains it. Actually, if you were to like be <laughs> intellectual, Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he knows one thing, it's martial art. No. <laughs> Speaking of people that we don't have a ton of respect for, but no, you're you're right, Jamie. He yeah. definitely knows martial arts. He's an MMA commentator. Yeah. So he uh, like if you're sword fighting and you get disarmed, this is where like Aikido comes in. So it's not a very useful martial art, but it's a very specific thing that if someone's charging you with a, a sword, you like are able to disarm them, either take their sword and use it against them, or get rid of their sword. So all of his things, if you look at his old, old, old videos, he's actually pretty legit. Like when he was in shape and he actually trained a lot for Aikido and he was good at what Aikido was, which is basically grabbing someone by the wrist and like twisting it. So they, they flip over is yeah. the most okay. common thing. Um, but Steven, yeah. Steven Seagal in martial arts to me is so a guy we we've all known who wears a trench coat and a fedora yeah. and goes to conventions and is that guy at those conventions. Yeah. Like in my head, especially, especially knowing that he knows the one martial art decently well not like black belt level but like to an okay degree he has right? a vast sword collection and used to have one custom <laughs> made per month for him per month yeah. damn dude he has a lot of money though like because he's he's made his own two production companies then like the reason why he's made all these movies over and over again is because he produces them and then also stars in them uh yeah. So, no, yeah. Like Hyper Ops Elite, yeah. whatever was uh, uh, Steven's call production, absolutely. In and you 20, can tell. You can tell yeah. that he's the money man. And the, the, like how much he's pumping out in 2016, I think he made six movies. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's his thing. It's, it's churn. Yeah. It's low budge uh and just get it out and he has a following and yeah. hey if if you're in steven seagal and you believe in him kudos to you uh we're gonna lampoon him because we think he's a, a dumb idiot i watched yeah. his i watched a movie uh from the 2016 era called the asian connection and uh, oh don't name it that <laughs> don't name it that yeah. you son of a bitch <laughs> Call hamburger helper please yeah and so his whole thing is he he produces it but he's not really around uh, he stars in it, and he's like the front guy on the poster, but he's only on screen for like 15 minutes in any of those movies. And in, like in the Asian <laughs> Connection, he's doing like this weird like Tai Chi thing with uh, with this like hot girl, and then he like grabs her from behind and does it too, and like leans into her, and like he's just like this grotesque man that's like triple her age. And... Oh, and it's like <laughs> the, the ghost like pottery scene, but it's yeah. him doing Aikido with a sexy girl. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even Aikido. He's just like moving energies around. And 
And at the end of that movie, um, he's like not even in it for most of the time. And he mostly seems like a bad guy for that movie. And he ends up killing the main character at the end because he's got to win. <laughs> he's got to win. He's got to win. And, That's the whole thing. Yeah. And like the, the guy he kills is like a bank robber, but he's like an evil banker kind of thing. So, and it really paints the oh, bank it's robber. A, it's a commentary movie. It, so he, was, he, he wanted to make a statement. And the, the, <laughs> the, the audio is so bad. Like there's the killing scene where he's over him. It, it sounds like, like he recorded it later on his cell phone just so they could put it on top of what the audio was. Cause there's like a humming in the background every time he talks, oh but God. it like cuts in. Like, so when he starts talking, it's like, mm, and then it stops when he stops talking. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's crazy. Oh, like, and he comes in and he, at the beginning, he actually does like fighting, but it's so zoomed in. You can only ever see like one arm at a time and you have no idea what's going on. And then the other person just flies away at the end. And it's like, oh yeah, Steve Seagal yeah. beat him, you know, but he beat him up. He beat him up. Scene with Liam Neeson where the him jumping over a fence has like 19 cuts in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I do not know about the bulletproof trench coat juicy. I'll have to look into that. But okay, I can, I try, I can try and Jamie pull up, pull up the clip. Okay, going. yeah. Let me get a couple sentences in because I haven't even talked about where he was born yet. Like I didn't even finish that first sentence. So, Seagal was born in Lansing, Michigan, on April 10th, 1952. Uh, some say he was born with a widow's peak, sunglasses, and trench coat, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> just comes out. This, this shit right here, this yeah. little this little V you get on your forehead. His first movie, he had worse hair than his like second movie. Like it, it, he, he definitely like sprayed it in at some point. But what's his first movie? Uh, Above the Law. Oh, I've heard about that. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's like thirty, late thirties or four, early forties by the time he had his first movie. It's pretty crazy. But we'll get there. We will get there. His mom was Dutch, English, German descent, while his father was the son of uh, Russian Jews who had immigrated to the U.S. Um, but somehow their son would claim to be Italian, Japanese, and even Native American at some points in their life. Good, good. He's uh, one of those guys, huh? Not to mention he, like, lately has kind of adopted, uh, like, a bonics and try like, he talks like this, brother. And he always – like, I can't even do it properly. But he, like, he's, he's, like, doing, like, trying to act like a black person. And it's really crazy. Yeah, that's what I understood. But, but like, <laughs> Hollywood's idea, I guess, like, he talks like a guy from The Wire, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he puts himself in, like, situations to, like, be I, I... next. He, like, acts with black people and then speaks on their behalf saying, like, yeah, they say, like, I'm just like a black person, too. But, like, no one ever says that. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that actually. Uh my my wife's ex-boyfriend was a black guy so I'm, you know, I'm I'm clean. I'm clear as far as racism goes. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's I have I have Steven Seagal's uh Wikipedia page up right now and the biggest section is allegations and lawsuits. Yeah, <laughs> so I It is the longest section by quite by double, a double in that. Double I didn't in one. go too far into the sexual allegations just because it's a downer, but there's a lot of them, a lot, a lot, a lot of them. Him doing stuff like, like meeting with actresses and unzipping his pants and saying like, "Well, we had just have to see if we have the right chemistry and stuff like that," and then firing them whenever they decline. Um, uh, claiming to be really good at massages and then just like groping people. 
Um, well, that's what a good massage is, right? Feeling the yeah. the booba. <laughs> that's terrible. He Feeling does. booba is good massage, no? Yeah, he's still to a degree like the way he casts the women that have to have sex with him in movies really feels predatory. Um, <laughs> but in the, the, the positive side, because he's trying to hide his body, he's still wearing a trench coat and sunglasses in the sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, yeah, I, we keep jumping into the juice, but we're we're still. His <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's one of those episodes. Also, shout out to Bray, who's back after sleeping. Fell asleep, oh my God, <laughs> fell asleep yeah. to us, and here we are, still going. Uh, yep. Charity Street's still going too, by the way. If anybody yeah. wants to donate, still we're, up there. We've been up for ten hours, and uh, honestly, at this rate, I'll probably go uh, late into the evening. So we might get yeah. a sixteen hour stream. Who knows? Run as long as I can. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when Steven Skull was five years old, he moved from um, Michigan to Fullerton, California. And his mother told People Magazine that before the move, he was frail. He suffered from asthma. Uh, he was a puny kid back then, but he really thrived yes, after the California, move. He got his ponytail and really, really glue up. Yeah. <laughs> they, he spent his time as a youth uh, listening to rock music in the garage. Yeah, yeah. By uh, himself. He, he went to the sewers one day and a, a man-sized rat wearing a kimono gave him sunglasses and taught him how to make a ponytail. And he was a ninja. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he got into a vat of ponytails and then <laughs> <laughs> crawled out of it. <laughs> yeah, those poor ponies. <laughs> uh, so Seagal, he was born right in 1952. And around 1971 um, to 1973, it's unclear exactly when, uh, he moved to Japan. He had met some folks. He had, like, a mentor in California who uh, really inspired him, and he liked the culture. So, yeah. So he, he found a local sensei who was, like, some white yogi, and then he, he had enough money to go to uh, go to Japan to, to find his, 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 like, more legitimate sensei, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, he went for a little while, but he ended up coming back to California in 74. Um, how, sorry, sorry. so 71 to 74? Uh, 71 to 73-ish is the start date, so sometime in between there. And then he came okay. back in 74. Okay, so it would have been like somewhere between three years and 18 months in Japan. Not, yeah, not even necessarily 18 months, right? Like if he left in, in October uh, 73 and came back in came February. Back in February. Yeah. 74. <laughs> but Because like, I was going to say why I asked 71, because I was like, honestly, kudos to somebody that old going to a new country, which is like so foreign. Yeah. Like that that is not moving to Spain. That is not moving to France for us North Americans. That yeah. is like, oh, that that's a big, big leap. So kudos to him. But if he only lasted five months and then says like, no, no, I was there for four years. That sounds more Steven Seagal to me. But at the same time, could be that he was a young guy and did it, did it pretty well. He went to Japan. English. He was a respectable <laughs> man in Japan. Like at this point, he's not the guy we hate yet. He's, yeah, yeah. A, he's oh, an okay, okay guy right, at this point. Yeah. So he's a, lo- he's a lost kid, probably. Yeah. yeah, he met in California. He went back and he met Miyako Fujitani, who's a second degree black belt and the daughter of an Osaka... Uh, a keto master who had come to Los Angeles to teach a keto. So he came back to Los Angeles and he met a Japanese lady. <laughs> and uh, they had kids eventually. Oh, him and the daughter, not him and the guy. No. Okay. Uh, so then the daughter goes back to Japan and Seagal goes with her. And they following okay. year, 
they get married, have a son, Kentaro, and a daughter, Ayako. I can't he... wait to meet Kentaro Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really get to know him that much, but we can look him up after. Uh, yeah, nice. and he he taught at the school owned by Miyako's family. And he's widely known as the first non-Asian person to have a dojo in Japan. Uh, and that's his claim to fame. And at this point, because of that, he's got like some some street cred. So when he comes back to like apply for a movie and stuff in like martial arts, uh, Aikido. So it's like what he's he's really good at Aikido, like actually was at this time. But Aikido in actual fighting is so such a narrow lane. Like it's when a guy has a sword and you don't, and how to turn it on them. Like that <laughs> <laughs> is like. So specific, right? So Power Rangers does hip hop Aikido, I think is his <laughs> brand of fighting. I, I mean, like, I mean, as a martial arts too, it's such like a, Hey, if somebody had like, it would never come up in any kind of actual competition yeah. because like that's super one-sided. So like in the wild, if somebody has a sword and you don't, you just run away. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the best defense is run away from the guy with the sword when you don't have a sword. But it's just like, we're practicing, though. What if you were an idiot and didn't run away? That's our martial art. <laughs> Life or death, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they say in the chat, I see, uh, what a fucking weeb cringe. And uh, <laughs> that is uh, what most people would say, yeah. I, I, I will I will say uh, the, the comment in Twitch chat that got me the most was when you said, like, he's still respectable here. And Fragile Shark, who seems to know a lot about Steven Seagal, said... I don't know how quick I would be to use the word respectable. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it, compared to what he's done today at this point, he has yeah, yeah, it is relative. The guy who just it's like my, my theory of Steven desk. <laughs> if you look up Steven Seagal at home, if you guys want to pause the video and go look it up or something, you look up like old Steven Seagal video. There's a black and white video where he's actually like tossing these kids pretty good. I think that's from Japan in that era. But, um, that said, now we're going to move on to his movie career uh, super quickly. So from 1987 to 2002, this is like the era of good Seagal. It's not great. I watched... Golden Age of Seagal. Clearly. Yeah. This is when he was an action star. Uh, he was in shape. Uh, he still was like kind of balding, but he knew how to do moves and he actually... Um, he, he, he executed. Would stand in films. Yeah. He, would, he would stand up, yeah. yeah. And he was in the same category as, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, like, all these other, like, huge muscle men that, like, beat people up of the day, right? His main co-star was, like, an actual person and not, like, a chair with wheels on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has... Some of the movies from this time are Above the Law, which I started... It was okay, but I really had a hard time watching it. Uh, hard to Kill... Uh, marked for death out for justice uh these are all box office hits and he was an action hero in these days yeah it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just the same three words but with their synonyms rotated in <laughs> yeah. yeah above the law above the legislation <laughs> above for what death. the courts are making me do above the alimony out for justice <laughs> yeah yeah in for Retribution. I don't know, man. Uh, so, <laughs> on, on top of uh, on top of Judge Judy. Wait a minute. At my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so 
from about 2003 to present day, I think his last movie made was in 2019 before the pandemic, but he was churning them out before then. Uh, these are like, this is the, the fat Seagal with the goatee, the long trench coats to hide his body. Uh, he's still got the same ego of, of, of an action star, but none of the shit to back it up. You can't even stand up half the time. Like you said, uh, we got sniper special ops. There's no cola in there um, because I think it would go against some other sniper movie. So he had to take that out. They, they charged by the letter, and Steven Seagal was like, "We don't need a colon then." The, the character limit. S N P R. They charge extra for special characters. Exactly. Just letters for the font, guys. Thank you. Cartels, which is on Netflix, was one of the movies. Uh, China Salesman, uh, The Asian Connection, as I mentioned. Wait. Okay, they really took a leap when he went to China, The China Salesman and Asian Connection. Really took a, a turn with the titles of his movies there. Yeah. Something happened in his personal life at that time and was like, nah, you know what? Now, now my movies are called this and China's the enemy. Yeah, I was going to say, he may have had a change of uh maybe audience in 2016 i'm not gonna say why i'm just saying maybe <laughs> the the uh the the genre change to like kind of red scare levels of of uh, movies maybe we'll see what uh why that happened i mean i don't know because like sniper's the most recent one i saw which was recent and i feel like i feel like he's still buying a lot into the middle east is all terrorists right um yeah. Like in chat, Fiddy says there's a movie just named Sniper, so he can't have the colon, which is, uh, you know, the same reason why we can't say Hobbs and Shaw presents the lore boys. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we said it. Fuck. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> um, so the various presents Hobbs and Shaw presents the lore boys is the name oh, of yeah. it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so this whole first part was just to give you like the projection of his life, right? He lives in Michigan when he's really young, like five years old, goes out to California, starts to make some friends, meets a mentor, goes out to Japan, comes back, meets a girl. Her father's really into Aikido. He gets super into Aikido. Then um, he makes movies. He's a action star, good or bad, I'm not sure. But like seen as okay in the time. Pretty sure. Yeah, and then from 2003 onwards, he starts putting on a lot of weight. His ego is going up. He's just more and more delusional all the time. Uh, and now let's hop into the next section, which is time for some crazy shit that Seagal did. So yeah, uh, let's 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 hop into it here. What do I have first? Um, so he's known as being too rough with the stuntman while recording movies. So uh, instead of like. <laughs> faking punching someone in the face and they go flying back he just punches them in the face which is like which is so if you claim to be a martial arts master you should be in full control at yeah. all times yeah. but it's just like it's such bullshit man it's such bullshit one time he even broke sean connery's wrist not even for a movie they were getting ready for another movie and it wasn't even on film or anything he just like broke sean connery's wrist what yeah, I think it was no for fucking a, way. It was one of his movies that there was going to be a sequel that never came out. It was like Mark for Death Two or Out for Justice Two or something like that. Yeah, something so, for something to whatever yeah. it is. I, I have I have Googled Steven Seagal several times this episode, and every time it has taken me to Looper.com, which is a, a reputable movie 
uh, website. Yeah. But I'm starting to think like, I don't normally get them as top hit, but for Steven Seagal, I do. So I think they made their baby with Steven Seagal articles, honestly, yeah. is what I'm starting to think. Like Steven Seagal bullshit articles have made looper.com. So one of my favorite stories about G- about uh, Steven Seagal is, so he's working on a set. He's like hurting all these people, right? And, <laughs> and the- <laughs> Oh yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> right. This as leads up to, this leads up to something, I promise. That's not the, the end of it. <laughs> Gene LaBelle um he's serving as the stunt coordinator uh for the film Out for Justice. This is back when he was like a, a big star and everything. Uh and Steven Seagal told him, uh, due to my Aikido training, I can I can't actually be choked out. It's impossible. This is this is Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia saying yeah. that he can choke Charlie out, right? And Charlie just being like, "Okay, go ahead, choke me out. Like, see what happens." <laughs> so, in front of everyone who he's been punching for the last few months or whatever while they're filming the movie, Gene LaBelle chokes him out. Steven Seagal falls to the ground unconscious and shits himself. Shits his pants. I, I thought I knew this story. I, I was like, he shits his pants, right? I was like, this sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I'll prove it. Choke me harder. <laughs> Shits his pants. <laughs> People bring oh. this up, and he like straight up leaves interviews and stuff. So they'll be like, oh, they'll be like, man, I would love that. So what happened with Gene LaBelle? He'll just take out the AirPod and just walk off. Or it's one hundred percent true. Yeah. My, like that would be on par with going to space for me is getting Steven Seagal in an interview and asking him that question, <laughs> then watching him walk out of the room. Like he, that, that would be pe- a peak life experience for me. <laughs> Where like, reply, hey, Elon Musk offers to take me to space or I get to ask Steven, or Steven Seagal about the fucking Gene LaBelle incident where he shit his pants yep. after I getting mean, We could get it. To, so everybody watching, everybody listening, start a petition. Make sure you make the lore boy sound like a legitimate institution, and then we will get the make a wish. So we've got the sick kids. Donate if you can to extra life. <laughs> uh, the other child, the other child that we need to make a wish for right now is getting Ethan his interview with Steven Seagal <laughs> yep. in 2023, where it's all going to be played straight, and you can ask him two normal questions, and then you got to lead into the Gene LaBelle thing, dude. It's it's two normal questions, then I hit you guys with the I'm in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he. Uh, actually was asked about it and someone did it in a delicate enough way that he actually responded to it. Um, and he called the guy a pathological liar. Said it's not true. Gene LaBelle. Gene LaBelle. Yeah, well, like, Steven Seagal called Gene LaBelle yeah. a pathological yeah, yeah, liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Not, Steven Seagal didn't call the interviewer a pathological liar for having that question. Yeah. Everyone else on set yeah. seemed to disagree. Do we have a record of the other people that Gene LaBelle has choked out? And or... How many people that he's seen shit their pants? Yeah, uh, it wasn't mentioned. Uh, every the, time the I scientist in me, the scientist in me is like, I got to get Gene LaBelle to choke me out to see if I shit my pants. If I do, yeah. it's probably true that Steven Seagal did as well. Well, you need a control. You need someone else to choke you out, see if you shit your pants, and then have Gene LaBelle do it as well to see if you uh, shit your pants. Oh, uh, if it's see, unique, I, at, le- at least twice, right? That, that would determine if it's unique to Gene LaBelle. LaBelle but if touch. somebody shits their pants when Gene LaBelle does it, would be what happen if I get? Yeah. So I we're gonna control. need this week's Lore Boys Prime is we're gonna get <laughs> retired videographer Gene LaBelle 
to choke you out and see if you shit your pants. He's a stunt coordinator. Stunt coordinator. Apparently, he's a really nice guy, according to everyone that talks about him, because I saw it from a few different angles. So, Gene LaBelle will probably do it for us. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, crunch at us, Mr. LaBelle. Mr. LaBelle, we'll put it on a piece of corn. This one is. I'll put it on my epitaph. Gene LaBelle made me shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a pretty, uh, by the way, kudos, Jamie's a token community pop culture trash heap threw something fresh on me. Had not heard the Steven Seagal shits himself story. Well, I hope Steven Seagal doesn't throw something fresh on you. <laughs> <laughs> not when you're choking him out though, but if you want to be part of the study, then do it. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, lore folk. Everybody will get a turn to choke me out. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll set my pants for all of you. So here's another one kind of fucked up. Steven Seagal claimed to be an officer for, he had a show called Steven Seagal, Lawman. No, I heard he was like legitimately like a deputy in Arizona or something so, fucked up like that. I looked into it. It is a volunt- a community volunteer team. So they don't have enough law enforcement. So literally anyone can just walk up and be like, I'll volunteer. Uh, oh, that's, that's a great way to do law enforcement. I'm sure that I, works out great. <laughs> I, love, I love the sheriff of that community being like, God damn it. We don't want this guy on the force at all, but it'll get clicks on our social media to get actual <laughs> responsible human beings to volunteer for our, uh, for our fucking sheriff's department deputy. So yeah, he's a glor- glorified volunteer, but if you ask him, he's an officer of the law, right? Can you get a gun or is it just like zip ties and like the note taking paper? I don't Wait, think- is, this a, is this a Joe Arpaio thing? Because that's what that's what Fragile Shark is writing in the chat. Okay, guys, don't, don't look at chat. Let me tell you, this is way funnier than anything you could imagine it would be. He was a glorified, <laughs> glorified volunteer, and he drove a tank. He got an actual tank, and he thought someone was a co- was cockfighting on their property, so he drove over a wall and knocked over a wall of this guy, and he just saw a bunch of chickens. <laughs> the guy just had a bunch of chickens. Look, I think, I, I think animal fighting is, like, wildly sick. Like, it is one of the cruelest things you can do is to starve animals and then have them ruin each other's bodies. Like, I'm not even vegetarian, like we were talking about earlier, but, like, making animals so desperate that they fight each other is fucked up. But <laughs> if it baited Steven Seagal into crashing into my yard, I think I would do it. There's, <laughs> there's like, also a really sad part of this the family dog was killed in the oh no in the exchange this is the cruelest twist of irony right and steven seagal's life where he's like trying to protect roosters and kills a dog in the process like oh my fucking god so he was sued for the damage to the wall and he was ordered to write an apology letter um for killing the family dog uh you should be in jail but whatever we won't get it. We won't yeah. get into politics and Joe Arpaio and probably why he got exonerated from going to jail for driving a tank through someone's house and killing a dog. He got he got basically was like high school detention, like write an essay an essay about why bullying is wrong. What he actually did is he went on an interview and he quoted saying animal cruelty is one of my pet peeves, and then he never actually said sorry about anything or wrote in a letter. Pet peeve is a bad choice of words. 
yeah. should be in jail. Is, uh, where where we where we're landing? Loreboy's cannon. Steven Seagal should be in jail. Yeah, yeah Loreboy's cannon. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's... hey, it's it's not our it's not our justice system. We got no say in the matter. But if it were me, I'd say he should be in jail. That's, it's that's just, all the I... problem was like all the cops in the town that he has. Uh, only had swords instead of guns, so they kept trying to approach oh, they him. Kept just just them. Them. Yeah, kept them. Because they were like, they were so used to perps running when they pulled out their sword, but he knew to stand and fight whenever somebody pulled out a sword, and you got fucking nothing. But a tank, little, you're not gonna drive the tank. You're just gonna disarm a holster with the button clip on it. You like unclip it, and it's just like to hold yeah. your sword. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, and the chat's telling me to clarify it was a puppy and it was a puppy. It's really sad. God damn it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Fragile Stark says he drove a tank over a puppy. Would you ever fucking believe me if I opened with that? No. I, no, I wouldn't no. have believed that any of this part of Steven Seagal's. I did know that I did hear that he had shit his pants before. I'd heard the God choked out and shit his pants before story. Yeah, I had but not. never heard the tank driving story. He's written books. Uh, one of them is called The Way of the Shadow Wolves, The Deep State and Hijacking of America. Um, okay, Jesus. I was gonna say, well, he's ghost written books, but now you say that, and I'm like, oh no, maybe he did write this. I think uh, someone helped <laughs> him with it. And classified technically as a manifesto, I believe. You have a manifesto section of the library. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine all the people in that section. It's just like crazy <laughs> hair. It's, it's yeah, yeah. just they all look exactly like Steven Seagal. It's just ponytails, overweight guys in trench coats as far as <laughs> I can see. <laughs> I, the Way of the Shadow Wolves has him on the front wearing like, um, it looks like some type of Native American garb that's leather and it has like all like the little frilly parts. Um, well, and he's wearing, okay, sorry, sorry. It took me way too long to process this. It's called The Way of the Shadow Wolves? Yeah. yeah. Jesus fucking that That like... My brain was like, that's too cringe to process, okay? We're going to backfile that for later. And it took me like a full 30 seconds to, to compute that. Yeah. And that's about the deep state? Uh, and the hijacking of America. It's like a psychological, uh, a criminal thriller or something. But he oh, also, it's fiction. It oh, is fiction. Okay. But he, this somehow related to this, and I forget how, this is when he claimed he was Native American, was somehow connected to this book. Um, <laughs> anyways... Not a wolf thing. I don't know. Fuck. If you look really hard, he wrote another book. If you just type Steven Seagal books, it doesn't come up. But if you know the name of the book, you can find it. And it was written by Steven Seagal. Uh, and it's called, okay, all caps, first word, fight. And then no more caps. Abdominal fat. How to lose stubborn belly fat and get flat, sexy six-pack abs the right way. No way. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and he's like so not that good and that that one i would believe is ghost written okay that one i would yeah. believe that somebody wrote on his behalf <laughs> someone with abs wrote that <laughs> um. <laughs> legally speaking he wrote the book and then somebody said like wait wait wait, wait. pulled up his shirt looked at his tummy yeah. said no 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 you need a ghostwriter for this yeah exactly it's like you just have this is like 640 pages of just like eating meat and sitting down like i don't think this is correct like, we're gonna fix this for you uh he plays guitar and sings uh but really not well he, ha he even did like the music for his own movies uh, for a couple of them uh he's really into blues and he basically like it kind of feels like he's he's trying to be a part of Hang the black, black community but he's not but yeah 
jokingly, I was like, I he seems like a guy who would fake do like soft folk, and he does blues. So in my head, I was close. Or yeah, he's like an he's an acoustic guitar guy, right? No, electric guitar, blues, and soul, and like doing like oh, the okay. the. Does, like, he, does, does he use a steel steel guitar? Does he use the? Oh, the ring, no. thing, the tube. No, no it's more yeah. like uh, I wish my guitar was behind me because I could grab it and do the scale right now. But it's like the pentatonic scale, like the first blues scale everyone learns. Like uh, you think like <laughs> Pride and Joy and stuff like that. But those are like he's really for good. a second to get it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So he does that, uh, and he says, I came up in Detroit. There was a lot of blues. I didn't learn it from a fucking record. I learned it from a front porch. There were all these people from Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas, and I learned it from them. Uh, let me remind what? you, he moved out of Michigan when he was five years old. Yeah, what? What? Does- and he wasn't in Detroit either. No, he was in Michigan, so he, he wasn't far, I guess. But. He was in Kellingsley, Michigan, or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. That immemorable Langsley, Lansley, yeah. Lang- Langsley. Lansing. Uh, Lansing. Yeah. And also, just like, yeah, like if you're going to sing the blues, you got to be from fucking Mississippi or Texas. Like, just... It's him, like, trying to be a black person. I it, know. Yeah, 100%. it's him trying to, be, trying to be so many things in his life. So I watched some videos of it, and a lot of the time... He's like, his hand is just not playing the guitar for his concerts. He can play the guitar, and he does. But most of the time, it's pre-recorded, and his hand's just like this on the side, like not moving. He doesn't even fake the, the, the finger movements on not the frets? A, not he always. can play it. He can fake it. Like, if you can do it, you can fake it. Yeah. Like yeah. It, just like at any Super Bowl halftime show, and you know they can lip sync, because yeah. it's all fucking lip sync since Garth Brooks walked off the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. But. And he sings... But he like mumbles his way through everything. John Tron, I think, has a video about it, and it's like it does not even sound like words. You'll be like, "Yeah, bom, bigger bom, no better, bom, bom." Like he just <laughs> like I don't know what blue? he's trying oh, to say. Blue? <laughs> but yeah, it's honestly like it's really funny to look up. Um, so feel free to go check that out. Um, he does. I watched him do a guitar solo, which t- it's better than the than a person who's just learning guitar. But he's been playing for like fifty years, and it sounds like a better dad. Than I could do. Yeah, better than than a lot of people could do. But yeah. he's played it for so long, and he claims to be like the best. And it sounds like well, a dad well, who's ten beers deep, who just learned the pentatonic scale, who found a backing track on YouTube and is playing it like in their basement. Like it's it, it's yeah. the, it's the claiming to be better. Like that's yeah. the whole Steven Seagal yeah. problem yeah. is the claiming to be amazing when you're mediocre at best. Yeah. And like like you compared him to Jean Claude Van Damme earlier. Yeah. And John Jean Claude Van Damme accepted that he was mediocre at some point yeah and like and like stopped living a lie didn't keep trying to didn't keep making movies featuring himself starring himself where he was always the winner and like went on like that john claude van damme was like i was a mediocre martial arts guy at best and stopped making movies at some point right which steven seagal clearly never did if if he just played the guitar because he liked it and made movies because he liked it and like what didn't have this whole ego wrapped up in it he'd be no one would hate him as much as they do but people don't like him because he's he is that he says what he he, he says he's the best but he never has been you know? no yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i, I am one of those people who fun. actively hates him i don't hate many people but i do actively hate Steve i'm Skull. a big fan <laughs> i'm a big fan i hope he makes more stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean ironically i love him 
literally, I hate him. <laughs> literally, he's well, it's, the, he's the problem with pe people in general. I will say, like, he's it's the problem the, with the Alex Jones conundrum, right? Like, yeah. I'm yeah. so glad that we tell people that the chemicals make frogs gay. The yeah, source, the source, the source of that I mean, is fucking hilarious. Or like the one, like he addressed how hot he was when he was young recently, and that's a hilarious video. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, ultimately, it's just I, I sent it to Dara because we were laughing about it. It's just like, and it's like Alex Jones addresses the thirst is one of like the funniest fucking videos. <laughs> it's like this, and he's just like, uh, uh, 23, 24. I was quite the specimen. And, and it's, <laughs> it's just like I'm glad that movie that video exists. I just kind of wish it was like detached there, there, from the, the source. There, there's always been this uh, fear and concept of satire outpacing reality, right? Yes. Which like just like and maybe it's just like the times we live in. Maybe it's just like we say it's happening now because we live in the now. But maybe it's and always the internet, and we don't know. And the internet exists. But like, fuck, it's so fucking real. Sometimes when you see this shit, you're just like, oh my god! Like, you couldn't satire this. You couldn't. You couldn't parody this because it's just too fucking much at this point. Yeah. He's also claimed to have been in the CIA. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just openly claiming that you used to be in the CIA. Yeah. I have a quote from him here. Uh, you could say that I became an advisor to several CIA agents in the field, and through my friends in the CIA, met many powerful people and did special works and special favors. He honestly, he talks like um, like a certain president I know who says like these big things and oh, yeah, like uses the words and affirmations that that like everyone can latch onto, but there's not always something to back it. Like windmills I mean, can cause cancer or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. He, so he's so. <laughs> Not not to defend Trump and Steven Seagal, but oh, he's Trump. Trump? I don't say that. Sorry, were you talking about Trudeau? Yeah. Um, oh, like, it, yeah. Is, it is something that all politicians do, but something that Trump proved can be effective yeah. um, is, is doing this openly as a politician. Whereas, like, because the the COP, the the climate emissions uh, talks are going on uh, these past few weeks or whatever. Yeah. And Trudeau says like, oh, you know. Uh, other countries have to do more like Canada. When Canada is worse than the United yeah. States, worse than most countries in terms of global emissions per capita, uh, we're, we're doing fucking terribly. But just like this idea that you can uh, bury the lead super open, super outwardly, super openly, and just yeah. be like, yeah, we're fucking doing it. I don't fucking care, you know? Yeah. And there will just be people who jerk off and fucking love it. Steven Seagal and Trump, absolutely the same category. Seagal, uh, <laughs> let me find let me find the name of the WordPress that I used uh, for a lot of this because this guy, like did uh it's called the flying guillotine.wordpress.com and he has a two-part series called uh the ridiculousness of steven seagal and <laughs> it's really really well put together um i'd say if you want to read into everything wrong he's ever done it's all there and i definitely sourced some of my stuff from there but uh anyways yeah he um he claims to have been in the cia he gave that quote where he met many powerful people he did many special works special favors uh this is a complete lie Obviously, but, like, had obviously. he been in the CIA and then was like out talking shit, they would have had him killed. Like, he'd be dead. He would have committed suicide, and then stuffed yeah. himself in a suitcase. Like. Exactly. He's just like, oh yeah, I can't believe that Steven Seagal killed himself and then put coins over his eyes afterwards. <laughs> 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 exactly. It would have been done. So he may have been basing this because he went out with someone named uh, Gary Goldman uh, out on the water, and I think he's uh, in involved i don't know if he's cia or uh some other 
entity. But anyways, he goes out and Goldman gave a recount of him going out. Uh, and Goldman recalls, uh, Randy was driving a Zodiac raft in circles while Steven and I carried the gear out to him. The surf was unbelievable, really tough. Uh, Steven Seagal started screaming and panicking like he was sure he was going to die and all that crap. So he was <laughs> just losing his shit on a boat and they yeah. weren't even like fighting or anything. Yeah, He's got to like hire someone to do shit with him because every story he's ever told has been undone by the other person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got to hire Bear grills to take him out yeah, one day. Exactly. They can go stay at a hotel. And yeah. fuck, just whatever, right? Like, or it's just like, yeah, I got into a karate fight, and the other guy is just like, well, no, actually, he fell asleep and pooed himself, and now, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, and now this next story is just like, yeah, I was in the Navy SEALs and the CIA, and then the other guy is just like, no, it was a little choppy, and he had a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> he's either got to figure out how to do shit by himself or get an intern. Frankly, like he's he's clearly not a businessman. In a lot of his movies, he's adopted the intern uh, as like the other guy who fights with him now. So since he likes to sit down a lot, there's usually another guy who comes with him, and Steven Seagal's like, you'll play things by my rules, and we'll do everything the way I said it, and you're gonna He's stay in line. He's always a guy, yeah. But, you got, like, a like a skinny little guy like who looks like me, who, like, yeah. waddles up all, like, ashamed of himself to, like, like argue with him, basically. No, they're, like, buff hot guys, and Steven Seagal is, in his head, is like, I'm still hotter than this guy, oh, so he can okay. do cool things. They're all buff hot guys, for sure. Never mind. For sure. Yeah. The whole role yeah. of this guy, guys. <laughs> of this new like intern is he does all the fighting and then steven seagal kind of yeah. takes credit for it at the end that's it again yeah. like the sniper movie he's like he's sitting there's a, a guy who gets wounded and he sits with the wounded guy the whole movie yeah. then somebody else plays the lead and is a buff hot guy and goes and defeats the taliban or the al-qaeda oh, or whoever okay. the middle east terrorists are in that movie yeah, and yeah, yeah. gets all the credit at the end where he's like it cuts back to him he's like well i stayed with the wounded guy sitting down the whole time so actually i'm the hero you know yeah well, uh, Steven Seagal movies are an anime now because it's like a proxy fighter, like Jojo, <laughs> like Jojo or Pokemon, where you you send out a sexy ghost to exactly, like, exactly. to take care of Al Qaeda for you. <laughs> Turns out this is the Jojo episode you've all been pining for. Yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> so, on a more relatable note, uh, Seagal, uh, kind of a gamer, right? Because he he oh, wrote, hell yeah, he made a game, and he also made energy drinks. Uh, is it? Is this like Soldier Boy saying he was developing a game console, which was just a big pirated thing from no, China? No, is this Rogue Warrior? It's uh, the final option for the SNES. Fuck, that's uh, that's a very bad. Ch- that's a bad title. That's a very bad. The title. final option. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bad yeah. choice, dude. It's I really. Mean, I mean, now you say it, Pete, and uh, my brain is going. I'm like, that is a bad title. Someone with it? someone with Jewish parents should have known better. That is a bad title. Russian <laughs> <laughs> Jewish, no less. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, it, I looked up gameplay of the game, and it looks like it's like a side scroller beat 'em up. And it looks like Steven Seagal, and he always does the same, like, kick and punch, and it looks, like, really bad. Like, you go up to a guy, and you punch him three times. It, the fighting looks slow, clunky, not fun. And the Can we please not add the developers in case they're, it's fucking Activision or something at this point? And they're, I, did, they're gonna yeah. for it. I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, okay, they're, they, yeah, they're, okay. They, Steven Seagal canceled them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he made uh, aromatherapy oils uh, as well. Okay, um, but oh, when he gives his massages, yeah. when he gives his, his deluxe massages, yeah. of course, he kind of had like this pseudo spiritualism to him in the last little while. That's like really 
like there's movie uh, monologues that he has where he talks about spiritualism and he sounds like if you took like a weird Facebook group about spiritualism and got an AI to read it all and then just vomit back <laughs> something. <laughs> it is really I programmed bad. an AI to watch a thousand Steven Seagal movies and write <laughs> like, a script for one. <laughs> the AI just got fat and killed itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh Papa Bray in Twitch chat says Steven Seagal for Smash, which um, oh, the, low, oh. the lore boys will co-op for sure. Yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Saucy, I assume this is a JoJo reference. Can't wait for Seagal to be added to the next Baki arc. It's JoJo, but crazier is apparently what we uh, asked earlier. Baki's a, a different show yeah. that uh, Saucy referenced earlier. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, I have not heard of, but sure. Okay, my last line that I have about Steven Seagal is he made energy drinks, uh, uh, the energy drink is named Lightning Bolt, uh, and it kind of had like some. That's that's literally power thirst. Like that's yeah. literally yeah, exactly. That's literally the parody of energy drinks that fucking what is it? College humor made? Uh, no, made? it was it was Picnic Face. It's gonna make your yeah. children fast like Kenyans. It's <laughs> yeah. But also uh, the two flavors. Uh, one is Cherry Charge. The other one is Asian Experience. Oh God damn it! Why would you name your second one Asian Experience? Like, is it MSG flavored? What are we talking about? How is that an energy drink? It's all it, it's all supposed to be spiritual. So to him, Asian Experience is like a spiritual thing. What the cherries? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's all well, I had my for favorite Stevens. episode of the World Boys ever. I gotta say, let's do more real life shitty people lore. Oh, dude! I oh, almost man. like I had this ready on Monday, and I was like super in my own head, and I'm like, I don't want to just make fun of someone for this long. But with He's this a celebrity, guy, it, who gives a flying? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Peter and I, you might have been gone, Jamie, yeah. but yeah. Peter and I had a whole moment on Twitch where we were just like, yeah, you're a celebrity. You're making millions of dollars and oh, being famous. Like, out there. You got to be made fun of. You got to be yeah. able to be canceled. You know, like whatever. we were roasting. We were roasting cancel culture, where it was just like, oh no, this millionaire is, can't go into a movie theater for what six months? Yeah. Like, who gives a shit, dude? So like, I, I don't. I don't even know. I would say that was roasting cancel culture. We were saying why cancel culture exists. Like, no, yeah. you have to be held to higher standards if you're going to make three million dollars a movie absolutely yeah. fuck you yeah. you, you a lot of money once you go back to working at the fucking grocery store like the rest of us like he, what yeah the fuck? he had a a super expensive guitar collection he has like uh one of Jimi hendrix's guitars and he has like oh what a extensive waste. extensive uh collection and he has like a and e or whoever was interviewing him over and he doesn't let them into his house he has them all laid out on the lawn which is awful for guitars you don't want to do that. So he's got all these super valuable guitars just out on the lawn, and he's walking around like, this is this one, this is this one. Uh, don't film me from the side, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get him in, don't get him in profile. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, I've gained a bit of weight. That's fine. But I don't claim to be the best at everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some yeah. humility. That, that's it. Again, it's come up a few times now, but it, it, it's the claims to fame. It's yeah. the, it's yeah. the I can, I, nobody can choke me out. Yeah. Because um, of my Aikido training, like you deserve to be choked until you shit yourself. Yeah, like, that is, <laughs> exactly. that's just like it's not it's human decency. That's karma. That's human decency. Yeah. That's the human experience. Like somebody's got to choke you the fuck out until you shit yourself, and you should learn from that. Yeah, 
And if yeah. you don't, it's on you. It's on you if you don't learn from you that. Know what? You like, know what? Like maybe more people should do their own laundry to have that reflective lesson. You know what I mean? Like exactly. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta wash your fucking shitty drawers because you shit yourself on yeah. set. Experience. Yeah, because you dared a karate master to choke you out. <laughs> anyway, Steven Seagal, if you'd like to come on and just talk about your experience, I'd be super willing to, uh, to hear about it. Um, I wouldn't send any judgment. We'd listen to your story the whole way. We want to ask you any questions about the time that you absolutely did Lore Boys Canon shit yourself. Yeah, Lore Bo- and Lore Boys Canon remembers the things that we make up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all make believe. It's it's not even real. So, Lore Boys Cannon, Steven Seagal shits his pants every single day. I don't think you freaked out on a Zodiac at any point either. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, boys, that was my uh, Steven Seagal episode. I don't know if you have anything left in the chamber or if we should just uh, start to call it out here. Well, no, I think we can call it here. iTunes, maybe? Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for everybody who's shown up today in general. We're not The stream's not done for people on Twitch, twitch.tv slash loreboys. If you want to catch the next one, we will be here again. Uh, you guys are all amazing and awesome. You have made today incredible, and you will continue to make today incredible as you continue to hang around. Uh, Fragile Shark calling for Jamie to do the cranberry speed run. <laughs> Papa Bray saying, I showed up twice, which is absolutely true. Yeah, that's hot. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I think I'm gonna do like an evil capitalism Stardew run after this for those who are sticking uh, around. We're doing JoJo, we're doing JoJo Mart. Um, thank, thanks so much for everyone who listens to the show. If you guys like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way to grow the show, uh, which has done so incredible this last year. Like, I know we say it a lot, but there's no words to describe how much we've grown in the last year. I think, and the fact that we've we we smashed our previous record for raising money for to get rid of sick children when the last time my mother donated a hundred us dollars yeah. for it he's not done it this time and we smashed it this time um so really 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 uh thank you so much for listening everybody uh if you want to find us online go to loreboys.com slash about uh you can find us there all our socials which we don't use and then you can also find the discord where most of the people in twitch chat are still in the discord uh it's the best way to get in touch with us for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and and really, 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 you guys mean the world to us. Keep giving back to the community. Keep, keep giving back to everyone. Keep shitting your pants when someone chokes you. Uh, and I think that would constitute a lore boys. Lore, lore boys. Lore boys out. Choked uh, out. Happy 100. Happy 100, guys. 200. 200. Wow. 200. Wow. Oh, yeah, frick. 200. 200. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.